0: our weekly going through the book of Matthew we're back at it this week Matthew chapter 15 Matthew chapter 15 and today we're going to look at verses 21 through 28 Lord once again we're turning to you as we open your word and ask that you would guide us through it, Lord, and um, um, that you would um, prepare our hearts and minds to receive your word, Lord, to be transformed by it, Lord. We pray for clear understanding, clear preaching, uh, clear leading by the Holy Spirit. Thank you for, that you are faithful and just. Thank you that you speak to us, Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray that we would uh, revere you. And um, worship you as you call us to, Lord, as you created us to do, Lord, all for our good and your glory, Lord. Help us to understand this. It's always for our good and your glory, your commandments unto us, Lord. Pray for this time in your word, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So Matthew chapter 15, we're going to look at verses 21 through 28. Verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat or good to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Then she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Amen. Amen. That's right. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful word, Lord. We pray, Lord. We pray for our time in it. Thank you so much. So the last time we were in Matthew, we looked at verses 1 through 20. And our Lord taught us that our wicked speech is a result of our own evil hearts, okay? Ones that are naturally turned away from God, okay? This is what defiles a person and makes us unclean before God, okay? And what the Lord is, right? We're sinners, right? Turned from God okay and what the lord is teaching us in today's passage the only thing that cleanses our wicked hearts is a turning by faith to the lord jesus okay verses 1 through 20 by jesus's teaching we learn the commandments of his god's law we learn that our hearts are prone naturally to evil and that we need to turn From that evil repentance right turn from that evil then in our verses for today if we're turning from that evil of our own hearts we have to turn to something to be healed what we turn to to be healed is faith belief trust in Jesus okay like we've been saying we take off the old man and we put on the new man we clothe ourselves with Christ We do as Jesus says and does. Okay? So let's go through these verses. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 and 22. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Okay? So, Tyre and Sidon, where, where Jesus goes in this passage, are code names to Bible readers of that time for the land of unbelievers, right? The enemies of God. The woman from that country who comes out to encounter Jesus is then described specifically as a woman, a Canaanite woman. Okay, so to the Hebrew scriptures of that time, this means everything dangerous to the faith of Israel, God's chosen people. Think of how Christians today view the word Arab. Okay, alright? But all of this wicked heart attitude is in contrast to the Lord Jesus' teaching in this very passage. Right? This pagan woman had great faith in Jesus. Many of Israel at the time of this passage didn't have faith in the Messiah, God the Son, that was standing right in front of them. This denial of Jesus is still what reveals a person's unclean heart. Right? Whether we be Jewish or Arab or from any other nation, this denial of Jesus is what reveals a person's unclean heart. This woman approached Jesus in verse 22, crying out to him, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is horribly possessed by a demon. Right? This woman calls Jesus both Lord and son of David. This indicates a remarkable amount of respect for Jesus. This is worship of Jesus as God. In contrast, at the very same time she is saying this, the majority of the leadership, the Bible believers of the people of God, the nation of Israel, are rejecting this level of respect for Jesus. Right? Verse 23 But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Right? So here the disciples of Jesus don't seem to be concerned about this woman. Is her shouting driving them nuts? Right? Are they just concerned about their own peace? The disciples don't even address Jesus as Lord like the lady did. They just say to him, send her away. Right? If we are not repenting of the evil that is in our hearts because we continue to deny Jesus as Lord, then something is wrong. Because even the apostles, right, they needed to continually be repenting of this. Verse 24. But Jesus answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I was not sent to anyone except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Verse 25, then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Right? In this lady's worship of Jesus as God, it's as if she's saying, Lord, I don't quite understand what you're trying to say about your mission, that you were not sent to anyone except the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but something is troubling me, so please, Lord, help me. Verse 26, But he answered and said, It is not right to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Okay? Jesus' mission, he is the bread of life, right? He came to feed his children Israel. Let's look at um, the book of John, chapter 6. Let's look at the book of John, chapter 6, verse uh, 35. The book of John, chapter 6, verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Okay, Jesus' mission, he is the bread of life. He came to feed his chosen children. Now let's look back at the book of John, chapter 4. Okay, I'm going to read a fairly long passage here. Uh, John chapter 4, this is Jesus' witness to the woman at the well. Uh, John chapter 4, verses 1 through 26. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee and he must, needs, go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep, from whence then hast thou that living water. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall never thirst again. Or, or, sorry, shall thirst again. Sorry. Whoever drinketh of this water, the water of the well, shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into an everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband, and call and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said. I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in that saidst thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh, when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, you, ye worship, you know not what. We know that we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah is cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto you, thee am he. Okay? Alright? So the Messiah... Right? He had to come through some line of people. God chose the nation of Israel. Verse 22, Right, salvation is from the Jews. This is why Israel was called the people of God, because God blessed them by sending his Messiah, his son, the son of David, King David, through them. Right? In today's Matthew passage, back to Matthew chapter 15, right? This Gentile woman, this dog, this outsider to the nation of Israel, she had already in this passage been allowed in the house by the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, to talk with him. Now the Lord is going to teach her that she is also welcome at his table. Oops, sorry. Verse 26 of Matthew chapter 15. Thanks. Uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse 26 and 27. Verse 26. But he answered and said, It is not meat or right take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And he, she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Okay? So this lady doesn't understand all that Jesus is saying, so she is holding on to what he didn't say, right? He didn't tell her no or go away, right? Faith in Jesus as Lord is about holding on to him, right? For dear life. Faith in Jesus as Lord is about worshiping him, right? Jesus is glorious and exalted above all. He is worthy of our full allegiance and devotion, okay? Even when he is convicting us by his hard commandments, right, in order that we be disciplined and drawn closer to him, we have faith in him, That what he calls us to do is always what is best for us, for our good and his glory. Bible commentator Matthew Henry said, There may be love in Christ's heart while there are frowns in his face. Right? Jesus disciplines his children because he loves us. Right? So through the discipline, we continue to worship him. This lady in this passage Um, sees, right, she can see, she doesn't understand what he's saying that he only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel but she sees that his words where his words are taking him they are taking him towards her right, even though she was under the table like a dog, she was still in the house right, she was still hoping in him we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus alone, according to the scripture alone, for the glory of God alone, right? This is all about God and what he's doing for us, right? This is about worship, okay? Again, Bible commentator Matthew Henry, observe verse 27. She calls it their master's table. If she were a dog, she was his dog, And it cannot be ill with us if we stand but in the meanest relationship to Christ. Right? If Jesus is for us, nobody can be against us. Romans 8.31. Okay? This is about worship. Verse 28 of Matthew chapter 15. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour, okay? So this woman's tension, right? She's thinking, what's he talking about that he came only for the lost sheep of Israel? Or is he going to heal my daughter? This woman's tension about these things just got relieved, right? Right? When we're confused about the will of God, right, we experience this brokenness, right? There's this brokenness that we feel. But just like this woman, when there is faith in Jesus, there will be healing. It doesn't matter if we're Jew, Greek, Gentile, Arab. Where there is faith in Jesus, there will be healing. Because only in Jesus are we restored to God. Right? The question always for all people, in all nations, at all times, how is it today that I am or am not having faith in Jesus? Is my heart devoted to Jesus? Am I worshiping him? Verse 28, then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith when everything and everyone around this woman was denying Jesus, right, even the words of Jesus himself seemed confusing, this woman stayed persistent and obedient to her faith in Jesus. Jesus answered her, O woman, great is thy faith. This is the type of faith that Jesus calls great, faith that is persistent and obedient to him out of this kind of faith in jesus flows the kind of love that fulfills the commands of god okay only out of this kind of worship of jesus flows the kind of love that fulfills the commands of god I'll share with you a quote from the christ book commentary This particular woman is a real person for Jesus. And he rewards her with the trophy that is terrific. This is an honor worth seeking. And we learn here that one particular reality wins this honor from Jesus. Faith in him. Confidence that he is good in spite of all his words. His disciples or his appearance to the contrary, right? If we want to hear the Lord say to us on our day of judgment, standing before him, well done, my good and faithful servant, Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, then like this woman, we need to have a persistent and obedient faith in Jesus, right? We need to worship Jesus, be devoted to him, Faith is believing that Jesus will deliver, right? And great faith is faith that overcomes the biggest discouragement of all. The discouragement that comes from Jesus' own words, right? This is what we continue to struggle with even as professing Christians. We get discouraged by the hardness of Jesus' word. So we rebel against him and his word. Instead of repenting and turning to Jesus in faith to be healed and given proper understanding, we think we know better about God than Jesus does. Faith, like this woman had, is faith that refuses to believe that the Lord Jesus and any of his words can ever be bad for faith, right? Everything that Jesus calls us to is always for our good and his glory. Okay, another discouragement that this lady overcame was the discouragement, we mentioned it, of Jesus' own disciples. Right, they wanted him to turn her away. As the church disciples of the Lord Jesus, right, we can turn people away just as easily as we can attract them. Okay, but great faith, like this lady, refuses to let even the church or disciples be the last word. Okay, the last word always belongs to Jesus alone. Faith that lets itself get discouraged by disciples is weak faith. Okay, I'm so guilty about this, right? Looking at people in the church and getting discouraged, right? How how people are doing things. This is weak faith. Disciples are, after all, human beings like everyone else. Faith in Jesus is not faith in Jesus' disciples. Christians are not God. We believe in the communion of saints, Christians, not in the deity of saints. The last word always belongs to Jesus. Our faith is in him, not in his disciples. Right? In last week's passage, verses 1 through 20, we learned that what makes us unclean are our words, which come from our unclean hearts, which are a result of our rebellion against Jesus. So Jesus taught us that a way a person's heart is made clean is by faith in him. I'm going to read another passage, this time from Acts chapter 15. Jesus taught us that a way a person's heart is made clean is by faith in him. Okay? Devotion to him. Worship of him. Okay? Acts chapter 15, verses 6 through 11. Um, Here, Peter is preaching to Israel about salvation only through grace in Christ. Okay? Okay? uh, Chapter 15 of Acts, verse 6. And the apostles and the elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles, by my mouth, should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Right? The unbelieving nations. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, right, this is what we were talking about in the Catechism, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able to bear, Right? We can't can't handle the burden of the law. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they. Okay? The way a person's heart is made clean, verse 9, right? Is by faith, purifying their hearts by faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus is the solution to the human problem of rebellion and rejection of God. This is what we're all struggling with. This is the source of every one one of our sins. Faith in Jesus is what raises a person from sin and its consequence, death. Faith in Jesus is what heals a person. And from today's passage, we learn that faith in Jesus helps other people in our lives, right? In our Matthew passage, it's the woman's daughter, right? Faith in Jesus, worship, devotion to him, turns into love for others, okay? If we truly want to help people, point them to the one that can save and heal them, then this begins and ends for us with faith in Jesus, our faith. Individual faith can bring about salvation for the people in our lives. Going back to Matthew chapter 15. Individual faith can bring about salvation for the people in our lives. Right? Matthew chapter 15 again, verse 28. Jesus' response to this woman's great faith, right? His response to her great faith. Let it be done for you exactly as you want. Right? This is something key that the Lord is teaching us in the Lord's prayer. Right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Right? We're asking Father God that his will be done. We're asking God that what we would want done with our lives is that he would want... What what would he want to do with our lives, right? We're asking God that he would make our desires align with his desires. So if God's will is that we have faith in Jesus... And if this becomes our will, having faith in Jesus, then the desires of our life will be aligned with God's desires for our life. And so this sort of exchange of confidence between us and God, right? Then Jesus can say faithfully to us, let it be done for you as exactly as you want. Desiring God's will is a trusting that God's will is better than our will. When we in faith seek Jesus' will for our life, He in favor seeks our will, right? We exchange our selfish desires for Jesus' desires. Then Jesus gives us our new desires. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is going to be done, right? If our will is aligned with his, we are going to get what we want because what we want is God's will, right? Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If we live by faith in Jesus, God is going to give us Jesus, right? Desiring God's will, having faith in Jesus, is trusting that Jesus' will for our life is better than our will for our life, right? This is why we worship complete devotion to him that all has all authority. And her daughter, right, verse 28, was healed at that very moment. Right? Okay? So another person benefits from this woman's encounter with Jesus. When we bring other people before Jesus with confidence that he can help, he does help. It may, may take time, right? Jesus might be silent for a bit. His words may be difficult at times. Even his disciples may be discouraging at time. But faith holds on to Jesus, right? Confident that Jesus is good. Faith in Jesus never comes up short. Faith in Jesus always inevitably receives the help it desires. Romans 1.17, the righteous shall live by faith, right? Not believing in ourselves, in our faith, but believing in Jesus, right? Having faith in him. He is faithful to his promises. We believe his spoken word to us. Romans 10.17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the words of God or Christ, Right? Not faith in our faith, right? But faith in Jesus and what he says to us. Martin Luther, in his teaching of this text, made much of the fact that in Mark's gospel, okay, Mark's gospel the version of this passage, the woman came to Jesus in the beginning because she heard of him. Mark 7, 25. She heard of Jesus. And her hearing of faith, that is, her hearing of Jesus' goodness to faith is why she then persistently clung to Jesus in spite of everything, right? Out of this hearing, faith came into this woman, right? For if she had not believed, she would not have pursued him, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, christ right if she would not have believed she would not have pursued him and it is the words of christ god right that draw us to jesus this is the whole point of scripture the word of god to get us to pursue jesus right he says follow me matthew 4 19 and i will make you fishers of men faith is not a good work that sick people must perform in order to get healing. That is not the point of today's passage. Faith in Jesus gets you a crucified and risen to life Christ who asks you to pick up his cross daily and follow him. Whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it, Jesus says in Matthew 16, 24 and 25. So the point of today's passage is that faith alone in Jesus despite all contrary experiences and circumstances right receives the good Christ. This is the gospel. This is the good news. The point of today's passage, Jesus is the healing, right? Faith in Jesus gives us Jesus. Jesus is the healing, because Jesus is the only one who can change our desire for our own will into a desire for God's will. Right? Because it is only through Jesus that we can worship God. Let's pray.